This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to the show. You have Ryan here. We have no Brooks nor Gavin when the traditional hosts are away. Dimitri, Ryan, and Rick will play. We are here, boys. I have never seen you this smiley. I have two, as Brooks would say, I have these two fine sirs here with me. I'm so glad we don't have to hear that. The dead weight is gone. The three finest. The three hosts you all have been clamoring for are finally here. Sans Brooks, Sans Gavin, and we are going to have a great time today. Am I right? So we have a good show today. I I have been summoned here um, as a part two to an episode we did a few months back when I gave uh, my wife gave birth uh, to our second child. I was in a dark, dark state of mind, very stressed out. Uh, Amy had told me it was unreasonable stress, but it was stress nonetheless. Uh, and I'm in a similarly dark state of mind today. So Amy telling you your stress was unreasonable didn't make your stress go away it didn't go no away. it actually it annoys me <laughs> oh. if i'm being Oops. honest well there are some dark clouds outside so maybe it's part of that i don't know it could be uh what are you worried about yeah, what's going on come on so I'll, I'll tell you okay this past weekend so our what, what was our newborn back in october is now four yep. and a half months um congratulations thank four you four and a half much. months and you're still bitching Th- that is correct uh and mm-hmm. here's why dimitri so this weekend, uh, a week ago, our two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, started puking. He had some stomach bug. Fine. We, it was a 24-hour thing. Luckily, he got it through his system. All was okay. Three days later, I myself got sick. Then my wife got sick. And then this weekend, uh, it all came to a head when it had been five days of our four-and-a-half-month-year-old uh, who had been vomiting every single day for the past five days and diarrhea. He was refusing any liquids whatsoever, was not oh. taking his bottle. We were nervous because he was That's scary. He was dropping weight. He, as a result of being severely dehydrated, he had no circulation to his hands and to his feet. Oh, so his, his hands and feet were both purple. Uh, and it was getting stressful. So we took him to the pediatrician and uh, the pediatrician looked at him and said, look, you know, we need to get fluids in him. Try Pedialyte, try rice water. I'm boiling rice and straining the rice kernels. I'm trying everything. The pediatrician said, Ryan, you're being unreasonable. The pediatrician actually was like, don't worry, guys. He's not severely, severely dehydrated yet. He's on the way. But if you look in his eyeballs, they're still moist. So he's not, it's not dire. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get to the point where his eyeballs are dry. Yeah, like, don't tell me or, what to look. Or tell me dire. how to stop it. Exactly. Um, so we on Saturday had to go to urgent care because he had taken in like three ounces of liquid in the past 48 hours, which is really not good. That was affecting his sleep. He was not sleeping whatsoever because he was starving and he wasn't taking fluids in because presumably his throat was hurting and he was puking anytime he took in any liquids so, whatsoever. But what was it? Does he have a virus? Is that why he couldn't take in? So the pediatrician told us there was a stomach bug going around L.A. And it was such that because it was a, a virus, it's not bacterial. You can't give an antibiotic. Uh, there was nothing you could do. You had to just let it run its course. And with the other kids that had come in, it had lasted up till two weeks of everyday vomiting and diarrhea. Well, I will say... <clears throat> number one, that sounds horrible. Number two, I hope you didn't bring any of that here. There was a lot of number two. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't mean that. I mean oh. the, the germs. Um, I will say this. My family got hit with a stomach bug. It was 24 hours, but it was my oldest. She got it. Then my wife got it. Then the next kid. The, so there was about 36 to 48 hours where I was the only one that didn't get it where I was. I think I threw up once, yeah. but it was nonstop. And I slept on the living room floor because it was the most central location. So I could hear. I finally got the time of the sound down. Whereas, like, they'd come and tell me, they're like, Dad, I think I'm going to be sick. And I was like, Don't tell me. Just go straight to the bathroom. Believe me, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But they, so I slept on the living room floor, and it was like that scene in The Princess Bride when they're in that thing and they hear the popping sound and they know that the flame's going to shoot up. I would hear one of the kids in the middle of the night, uh, and I was like, Oh, and I'd run and I'd grab him and I'd bring him to the bathroom. And I'd go and I'd lay back down after I got them all cleaned up. 
and I'd hear uh, from like the other direction. Oh shit! And I have to run. Yeah. And it was thirty-six to forty-eight hours. It was nonstop puking. Well, and you're the well person in the out of the whole family. Yet you want to stay away from it as far yeah. as you can because you know that you're next in line to get sick. Well, that's the other reason I slept in a living room floor. Was this? <laughs> oh, I thought that's everything. where you sleep normally. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes on the couch. My daughter that's a was different my, episode. <laughs> my daughter had the same, not really the same thing as long, but it was like a twenty-four hour flu. But basically, to your point, Dimitri, she was sitting on the. She was like, "My stomach hurts. My stomach hurts." Okay, well, let's. You know, so we take her to the bathroom, kind of prepare her, and she's like, she sits down on the toilet, and then starts the- barfing <laughs> down on the floor, and I'm like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, turn around! Like, no!" And then it's like, you know, everyone's screaming, and I feel bad for her, and. And it's how like, old is the daughter that she's 11? Yeah. And so my the, what is challenging for me is like 11. You can have you can communicate with her first and foremost. Right. But like well, that didn't work, though. But you're not worried about <laughs> well. de- he doesn't talk to women so well. <laughs> but but you're not fearing that she's going to die. And when when you have a four month old, like that is a real genuine yeah. thought that we're having, which is like he's not taking in any fluids. You go to urgent care over the weekend and they're looking at you saying if you don't get something down him, Pedialyte or whatever, which we had tried at that point for 72 hours to no avail, she's saying he's going to need to go to the ER and get an IV. And right. with a four-month-old, it's going to take seven pricks minimum to find a vein, which is going to destroy his entire Okay, okay arm. hold on. So that's not – now we're getting to Ryan. That's not Ryan's true. Been, that's, well, no, that's not what they said to you. No, with, with that tone and those statistics, that's you Googling shit. No, that is exactly what she said. They, they, so they said, and by the way, this is going to take seven stabs in your son's arm. She, that doesn't she sound didn't very say it in that aggressive tone. She said, look, you need to, you need to just keep trying to force fluids. I cannot impress no, upon that you. That I guess. No, can, but it was the drama after this. Now I'm no. going back to when you faked your own death with your doctor. This is that Ryan's coming out in, in no, my opinion. She said, I can tell you. You need to get fluids down because if you don't, the next step is going to the emergency room. And what's going to happen there is the only thing they can do for this because he's dehydrated and it's a virus is they need to get fluids in him. The only way they'll do that is through okay. an IV. This Can't is, think I this is a wonderful game. story, but is the kid okay? He, yeah. I mean, it's been seven days. Neither of us have been sleeping. Like he's, he's, well, he's now taking in fluids as of yesterday. He's got to be here. Yeah, he's got to be better because you're standing here holding a microphone. So I imagine if he wasn't, he has gotten better as of yesterday. Can't they stick something he's, up he's on the way? The you know what, where the sun don't shine. That's what I would think, or something. Not for a four-month-old. This is all no. riveting, crazy. But we need to get to the point of it all. Is that tell the story about when you went to Ojai? Uh, a month or so ago, a month and a half ago, uh, for my birthday, my wife and I decided, you oh, know what, like happy birthday, dude. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh yeah, you, did you get my card? It yeah, was from both no. of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually got to bounce back. It. It's an email. So I've heard all the advice from you morons and all the experts that have come on the show over the course of this podcast to tell me all the things I'm doing wrong Thank you. and all of the things I need to do for my marriage and for our marriage and for my happiness and the, the balance we need to find, which is all a complete joke. So what we did was we decided, you know what, like, let's heed the advice of all these people that have been telling us how we should live our lives. Great. Here we go. So because we have no family in LA, my father-in-law who lives in Colorado flew in for the weekend and was going to watch our two and a half year old. We were going to take the baby to two and a half hours away and spend two nights at this resort and just try to get away the two. Who said take the baby and that's how you're going to feel better. Nobody gave that advice. We, we don't have someone that is able to watch a, at the time, like three and a half month yeah. old. Because, because, you're, in a, because you're a control yeah. freak. You're no. in Los Angeles. You can find someone to watch a baby. Dem- correct, Dimitri. And a also three and a half month old. You guys, you continue to Dude, like. It's breastfeeding. Hey, jackass. I have four kids. Don't tell me I don't know what a three and a half month old is. Like. I, I don't think you remember. I, I don't think that you went away when your baby was three and a half months. Uh, I think I did, actually. I think you can. But what was your thought process? We'll take just the baby and that'll be easier on us? We, my father-in-law is not going to be able to watch both of them. Our nanny that we have part-time could not watch. She has three kids of her own. She could not take a baby 
the panel will accept that answer. Continue with your story. Except okay. who gets a nanny that has three kids? <laughs> She's got enough to do. <laughs> we'll get to that. That's so. true. It's all a little carpool lane, because <laughs> yeah, because Amy says finding nannies to help out are it's so easy. It's, it's such it's an easy, especially now simple. that we're limiting ones to those that have no kids. Continue with your story so we can try to actually help you instead of just being like your punching bags. Well, I I'll continue if you allow me to. So, uh, <laughs> so we go away. I can't wait till people email us and Instagram us, DM us, whatever. How does how, and it defend called? me? Message us. Yeah. To, to give you some feedback. No, yeah, to defend me and say, mm. yes, we are so sick of hearing Amy. We do want feedback, by the way. Occasionally they say that as well. <laughs> Continue. Okay, so we we decide we're going to take our the newborn with us and it will be half the amount of kids and we'll be able to kind of like go away and you know he'll take he'll, he sleeps for a good portion of the day. Half and the amount of kids. It, it is what it is. two kids, dude. It's one. Yeah, it's math. Uh, we don't need to dramatize it's it. It's math. So anyway, we pack up the car and we head off uh, for the weekend. Now, again, it's supposed to be enjoyable and we're going away to this beautiful place. We're going to relax. We're going to drink wine. We're going to like hang out by the pool, do all those great things, figure it all out. Now, I will begin by saying the amount of stuff that you need to pack with a three and a half month old in your car for just two nights is it a joke. It's absolutely an embarrassment. So with us, I mean, I'm talking about hours and hours of packing up the car before we even leave. So in the car, I have to load a pack and play, six bottles, the soap to clean the bottles because you're doing six bottles a day minimum, a cleaning brush to to clean out the bottles a car seat a stroller with the bassinet a car seat stroller adapter the formula diapers aquaphor a thermometer wipes motrin baby bjorn stand-up chair a carrier baby bjorn for him to sleep on our chest while we walk around teething toys blankets a noise machine my my baby registry what didn't have that much shit on why did you need two strollers I didn't say two strollers. You said a stroller with the car thing and a stroller with the bassinet thing. In case one gets a flat tire. God. <laughs> well, sometimes the baby likes to lay back, recline. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. If this was your first kid, I would give you, I would give you some room for, for acting like this. This is your second kid. The fact that you haven't made some cuts and, and streamlined some stuff, mm-hmm. that's on you, pal. So the first morning that we're there, he wakes up at 4 a.m. and is up. So we're... Awake now, getting a bottle made, warming the bottle. Well, it's a human that has to live. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you complaining about? Oh my God. When was the last time you woke up at 4 a.m.? Well, sometimes I do. She's more of a go to bed at 4 a.m. kind yeah, of girl. Yeah, that is. So I that does put you. That, so that's putting you in a dark place I, on not, your vacation. Uh, no one. I, I never made the argument that he's not a human being. I'm stating a fact. He but, woke up at 4 a.m. So we get up at 4 a.m. These are facts. We get up at 4 a.m. My wife starts making the bottle and warming the bottle. I then make in the Nespresso machine in the room, each of us a coffee. And But that sounds fun. You're, you're, it's an adventure right there. Sure. You didn't, correct me if I'm wrong. You didn't go on this thing with a three and a half month old and think we're going to sleep till noon. No, right? okay. I, I didn't. But so I'm it's saying, nice. You got up, you made coffee. So that's an adventure. All so right. we're in the room having our coffee. She's feeding the baby. I'm now waiting till 5.30 a.m. when the lobby will put out the lobby coffee, which is the good stuff, and I can walk through the darkness to the lobby to get the, the 5.30 a.m. coffee. Does anybody I, else here no. think he makes it hard on himself? This, Yes, I think I'm not blaming it all on you, but these that's why I was trying to pick apart I some of the stuff. Coffee I had to get coffee at 4, then I had to get coffee at 5.15 at the, by the bathroom, and then I had to get coffee. Like, then I could get the good coffee. It's like, sorry, guy, you got two kids. Good coffee's coffee. out the window. Okay, so when what it are comes, you, it comes. So in, what are you doing, Amy, then, from 4 a.m.? Like, what what are you doing? If everything is so great at 4 a.m. when the baby's up, like, so, what do you okay, want me fine. to say? How come you didn't take turns where one of you takes the baby and the other one sleeps? You're in one room. Like, when you're up and the baby's crying, like, the baby's crying, you're both up. That's life. Like, so, no, but I think it's nice that you made Nespresso and you guys chose. So, I don't know watch something to, like why why does it automatically get, go to a miserable right. thing by the way you right. went for two days when you get up at 4 a.m and you're up for the whole day that's like you had a week's vacation that Correct. day really we really out. got to use I mean, being all of the amenities yeah. at the take beautiful a bath hotel yeah. i'm just trying to here, my here's point, my point yeah. 
Maybe if you changed your attitude about it a little bit, things could turn. Because you could be like, we're up at four. It's it. I wasn't I've miserable. I've never seen the sunrise. I'm I'm simply. I was not miserable. We we ultimately we had a good time, and it was nice to get away and you break sound from. Aggressive. Well, see, that's not how you. Monotony. That's not how you tease the story. I I heard the story was like, well, wait to hear what happened in Ojai, and frankly, it sounds nice, except for missing your two and a half year old. All right, we're gonna take a break, and I'm not done. It's with just you aggressive. Morons. Like I need a. It's it's okay. You're let's aggressive take, let's about just take all a this. Break, please. It's Gianina from Love in Sight, a new iHeartRadio podcast all about the TV show Love is Blind. Are you addicted to Love is Blind? We are here to satisfy all your Love is Blind cravings. And if you haven't watched yet, join us everywhere you listen to podcasts for everything you need to know. Do you want to find out how Damien and I got back together? Yep, I'm the girl that got left at the altar. The Love is Blind cast will join us, telling us things they have never revealed. And you get all the behind the scenes, all the details, all the never seen footage, and the ultimate question. Can an experiment like this actually work? Is love truly blind? And iHeartRadio is bringing you every little nugget, Love Insight, available now everywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to How Men Think. Uh, Good attitude you, oh, change, yes. Ryan. Yeah. This is Ryan here, and I have an entire team of people around me who are against me. <laughs> I feel isolated, I feel lonely, and I feel bothered. Um, but look at it this way. You don't need to go to therapy. Yeah. No, I, I am going to lose it on one of you in this next segment, okay. probably. So. All right, Let me just end by this, Amy. Uh, like the, the last two things I want to say are, so we get through the it's coffee. Amy. <laughs> The, oh, I think he's targeting her. He's the, like, oh. So, the, yeah, like we get through the coffee phase of all. It's like, okay, lunch. Like the place is amazing. Oh, my God. It's been like we've been on the air for how long and we're to lunch. Exactly. Yeah. Try waking up <laughs> this at is four. A two day it's trip? like we're on the trip with them. So you order. <laughs> now I know why Brooks and Gavin didn't show up today. <laughs> So you order this great lunch by the pool, this like lobster salad with crab meat and everything. Oh and like God. you're just praying you're at the adult pool. And if the kid starts crying, then one of you has to leave. Why are you at the adult pool with a baby? That's the only place that they serve lunch the at that roll. hour. The only place they serve lobster roll. Here's the problem. You aren't willing to give up everything that you need to make your life special for like you, you want everything to just work together, and it just doesn't. You know what? Maybe you have to go to a different pool where there's other kids screaming and playing. Maybe you can't have a lobster roll for lunch. Like you got to give shit up, man. Don't mess with my lobster roll, Dimitri. <laughs> uh, so, like again, you just fast forward throughout the day where you're t- trying to time naps. Okay, he he's gonna go down at two. I can wear him on my chest and the baby Bjorn at two when we walk to a winery, and then but when we get there, he's gonna need to be fed. So like you're logistically planning all those things and then you're you're like okay he's gonna go down at 6 30 so we can get room service call that in at 5 45 and then you're eating right when he goes down and you just scarf your food down and you're like we look at each other and we're like do we want to watch something right now like no because we're gonna be up at 4 a.m tomorrow like it's seven now let's just go to bed like that's the truth honestly like, I, I i see what you're saying but here here's what i think i think you in your mind identify all the things that normally make you happy, right? The lobster roll, the adult pool, the this, the dinner ordered at five. All this stuff makes you happy. The problem is you're trying to fit it into a space that doesn't fit it anymore. So you're actually causing yourself so much anxiety and so much stress. I get that you like all these things, but I think you'd be happier if you unclenched. brought some of them we down. We call it unclenching. Brought some of them down and fit them into what works for you now. May, like I said, maybe don't go to the adult pool with a baby. You probably were clenched for... He's wound tight as anything I've ever... But the other thing I will say in Ryan's defense, like, or I don't know if it's in his well, defense. No, no. But, no, but, yeah, but you're yeah. in a storm of your life right now. You have a two and a half year old or a three and a half year old and a four month two old and a half baby. year old. And, and it's yeah. like, I'm surprised you're even going on a two day, on a one nighter or a two nighter. Like... That's buckled down time. I don't even know what you probably don't even know what time it is during the day. You know, it's like life life sucks. And it's like it's hard in your spot to recognize that because you want to have a lobster roll and you want to sit by the little pool. So you're complaining and you're miserable while you're in that space. But on the other hand, you're in that space and you should just be acceptive of it. It it is. It's a crazy time for you right now. And that's that's maybe that's why I'm being such a jerk to you right now is because I appreciate that you're trying to figure out how to make it all work. But what I'm saying is 
Yes, no, you're, it's a crazy time, but you just stop, stop Let's trying do to make this. everything happen. Let's do this. We're going to come back to you because I've got people coming to help you. In the meantime, we have our friend Emily who is eight months pregnant and she's been listening to you and now she's terrified, but she's got some serious questions that she wants men to answer about being pregnant, giving birth, like we're talking, did I poop on the table stuff? And the first, like, let's say three to six months, right in your wheelhouse. So let's do that. And then we're going to come back and help you. Perfect. She Thanks. was seven months pregnant before you started the Ojai story. Now she's eight. <laughs> that was actually, can someone make a note of that? It was the first funny thing Dimitri said in weeks. Weeks? You haven't been here in years. Ex- well, exactly. <laughs> can I just start with where I am and then like progress of what's to come? We would love it. We would okay. love it. Did you guys ever just get over your wife being pregnant? Like she's had the hall pass for nine months and you're just like, you can't take it anymore. Because I think I'm at that stage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it depends. It honestly depends on what you're doing, like your behavior. I, so I have four kids and there were some times when all the way through it was like this. She was great. But there was a couple where I was like, OK, you know what? Now you're like just not to be a jerk, but you're just you're bitching a little too much. Like, I, wait, listen, it's uncomfortable for sure. But. I mean, you know, you got to work both ways on this one a little bit. I actually, I kind of enjoyed my wife being pregnant to play devil's advocate there because she was wanting to go get like fried chicken and pancakes and yes, stuff. Like, yes. I, I put on the weight with her <laughs> totally. and I was happy to do so. Like it, we like we were just on a food tour around the city oh. with her craving. Her cravings became mine. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. Like nine months. Let's go. That's so true. It was so fun. We would do this exact same thing. And yeah. the, the better part of it at the end of the night, she would go to sleep and I would stay up and then start drinking and playing video games all by myself. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> That was a, little, a tough. A little thing. bit of alone time. Yeah, I agree with that. I did enjoy the. Pro, but I think. Are you asking like now well, it at off this that point? Way. Yeah, yeah, but now it's he got sick over the weekend, and I was a terrible nurse. And then every little thing I've done has been like wrong. He's got like a short fuse, and I think he's just over you, me getting my way. All are the you time. married to? Are you Ryan's wife? <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's number one. You should if you're eight months pregnant, you shouldn't be his nurse if he's not feeling well. You, I, you, I, yeah, I no, far totally. away from him, and I yeah. said sorry. Yeah, well, he needs to go quarantine himself yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah. Uh, my trip to China last week was great, though. Oh God! <laughs> what? Too soon. Oh. Um, oh, my God. Did, did your wives poop on the table? Every yeah, girl. Yeah, I don't want to ask that, that, but I want to know. Do, every girl needs to know. So the, the this comes from that. You hear when you give birth, you're pushing and poop comes out. So mine did not. But I have a friend who she was my good buddy of mine. He, his wife was that's all she was terrified about. Like anything oh. about the anything about the delivery. She was like, I just don't want to do that. That I'm never going to get over. If that happens, that happens. I, I can never get over that. So she's in labor. Doctor's there. And all of a sudden the doctor just yells stool. And she's like, oh, my God. And she's like, she's almost about to, my buddy's telling me this, she's almost about to cry. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. All of a sudden, the nurses come running over with a stool, and the doctor <laughs> sits down. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently she did not. But I, I, obviously, it does happen. That was good. That was the second funny My thing. wife had a C-section, so I did not experience any of that. My wife did not. So, uh, yes. She did not either. She did poop on the dining room table Why don't you just week? go in the, what, you know what, why don't you just go in the morning before you go you know, in? No, it does it not work that way. It doesn't work. Oh, oh. No. So is this something you're afraid yeah. of? I think every yeah. girl is afraid of it. I'm sure, but I would be totally I, afraid of it. I've are you kidding? To said no. Just, so I feel like the odds are in my favor. If it happens, just be like, "That was here when I got here." Just the same way you would in a restaurant <laughs> it was him. or a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> um, along those lines, were you guys up top watching the birth, or did you watch it? Uh, I, I got to tell you, I had an uncomfortable. So with four, I think I've been everywhere. But there was one where I was not prepared and I was up next to my wife's head and all of a sudden the doctor was like, here, come here and grab her leg. And I was like, I don't think I'm like I had a button down on. I was like, I don't think I'm prepared for this. It's like sitting at a Laker game and all of a sudden they just turned like, come here, you're in. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So he had he had me hold up a leg. And I mean, I was I saw it all. Did you? Um, was he doing that because he needed your help or because he thought it would be a cool experience <laughs> to this you? day? I don't know. I, no, it's a, he may have just been screwing with me and been like, this guy's just... He's just standing here with his eyes closed? <laughs> he should, he so, should probably get involved. So I see. Yeah, so um, I, I've, been, I've been all around, and um, it's, 
it's fine. It's nice. It's nice to see the baby being born, but it is, it is rough. I mean, there was one time I thought I saw a jellyfish come flying up, but I guess that was the placenta. The placenta on that, t- like, yeah. I was by my wife's head and I was doing like, you know, blowing in her ear or something, <laughs> uh, and, and there was no poop that came out on the table. But the placenta, when it came out, I will never forget it right? in my life. It was like a jellyfish. See, it was massive and like purple and red. And, and they like, catch it in like a garbage bag, and it's like, what the? Hell it was like happened? moving, like it was a alive or something. And I was like, I, I had never seen anything in my life like that. It was horrifying. It was Did like you the, think it was your kid at first? No, no, no. The kid came out already, but I thought it was like the kid had a waterbed or something in there, <laughs> oh, and they dude. were getting rid of it. It was, it was weird, man. And then I'm thinking, like, people make pills out of this and uh, it's a they whole bury thing. it they cook it it's, yeah. yeah i was like take yeah. it away so on that note a lot of men this is real uh faint or vomit during the birth it is actually common i know a story of a guy who really it he started to get tunnel vision and started passing out and throwing up do you do you have anybody like that i didn't throw up but on the second for for my second kid um i hadn't eaten so i got ridiculed for eating the first time, even though they said the men have to keep their strength up. <laughs> so the second kid, I didn't eat. And then when she was born, she was the only one that we didn't find out whether she was a boy or a girl. Um, so there was a lot happening at that moment. And they were like, it's a girl. And then I got a little woozy. And, and I sat down for a second. And they were like, do you want to cut the cord? And I was like, sure. And I stood up and I was like, whoa, my knees started to buckle. So they sat me back down. And then it was fine. But the some might think this was an embarrassing moment. At a few minutes later, you know how they give, um, I don't know if you know this, Emily, but after you have the baby, they're going to give you like a nice cocktail. Like a, it's like a juice. like a, It's, it's like a Long juice, Island iced right? tea. Oh, okay. It's like a Long Island iced tea without the alcohol. It's just a whole bunch of juices to really give your sugar back. Vitamin C, yeah, the sugar, right? So I remember after my daughter, my second daughter was born, <clears throat> after all that happened, I looked over. They had handed me one of these drinks with the bendy straw, and I look over, my wife has one, and she's just glaring at me like, we both have the recovery cocktail, and she's like, what is wrong with you? You're an embarrassment to this family. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh. That's helpful. I feel like my husband might pass out, so embracing myself. They'll, all, they'll catch him. He, he, he won't hit his head. have a weak stomach, or does he, like... I don't think he's prepared for what he's about to see. We took a birthing class, and he was more queasy than I was. Yeah. It, like we were both in the corner just kind of fidgeting but yeah. he was really I was, was super like, nervous my wife had a c-section and I was in like another little separate room before they let me go into the clean room or the operating room and I was just in there and I was just like sweating and I was like breathing hard you know like deep breaths just so I could go in and be be regular and I went and sat down and I was like she's like crying and all you know drugged up from the medicine and I was just like holy what did I walk into here you know and then all of a sudden and there's like a sheet up so I was near her head and there was a sheet up. And then all of a sudden, the, the doctor was like, you want to see what's going on? And I was like, sure. So I popped up and I looked down and it was just like orange, like just a giant cut, orange blood. Why like would you want to see on a season? Like I, thought, I thought that's the point of the And then, sheet. no, because they were, they were going to pull the baby out. So the doctor's like, we're about to pull, her, we're about to pull the baby out. And yeah. so I'm looking over and then they just start pulling the head out and everything. I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> Like, no, like, thank put you. it back. No. <laughs> and then they had to turn around. I was like, it's a boy. You know, so we got to that point. It was really exciting. Hmm. So uh, have we helped you feel ready to have a baby? Yeah, yeah. No, no. The closer I get, the, the more scared well, I get. Let's take a quick break because I have a lot more questions. All right. We're going to okay. take a quick break. We'll be back. Welcome back to How Men Think. Thank God Brooks and Gavin are not here. May I remind everyone of that? We have Emily here with us, who is eight months pregnant. Oh, welcome. Thank you. Emily. (laughs) Welcome. She's been here. We just talked to her. Okay. Rick Black. Is this your first baby? It is. That is is exciting. I feel like a deer in the headlights now. And are you, what is worrying you the most? The the birthing. I think the birthing. The actual physical part of the pushing. And then and just being the exhausted when I get home. Yeah. Like for 20 years. And are you, I, <laughs> one thing I remember with my wife is like, it, I think we were trying to go like all natural. And then all of a sudden she was past her due date. We, mm-hmm. I think it was, my son was supposed to be born on April 20th, but he ended up being born on April or May 1st. Um, but she never thought in her mind about having a C-section. Like that was never a question. 
And then all of a sudden, it was like getting later and later. And then finally, we went in for the last checkup on a Friday. And they're like, Monday morning, 8 a.m., come on in, doing a C-section. And it was like, whoa. Oh. And it was actually, in all honesty, we really enjoyed it because we had a, our second child the same way. But we liked it because it was like we knew when we – there was – I guess I could say we didn't get to experience the like, oh, my water right, broke. Right. I'm at the supermarket. Oh, honey, get the bag. You know, the movie <laughs> stuff. But um, it w- we already had everything ready to go. The family was, you know, my parents could fly up. The family was in town. Mm-hmm. And it was it was awesome. It was. Are you anxious at all about the that moment? And do you have a plan in place for when the water breaks? Sort of. They're inducing me. So I'm hoping I make okay. it that long because then I know I can get my nails done. Yeah. I can get a blowout and look good. And be prepared. It's it's if it comes two it's weeks early, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna and do. So how did yeah. you? I hope the bassinet arrives. I'm sure your hair will look great afterward as well. <laughs> I'm hoping. How, did you make the call on being induced, or did they? No, tell it was you my they doctor. Were, okay. Yeah. Got it. My Is so there, well, our first we, the water broke naturally, and like we had more of that moment of like, okay, we gotta go to the hospital now. Yeah. The. Second, my wife is very type A, and so she was like, asked our doctor, can we schedule an induction at the earliest possible time that it's safe so as to plan, like, because we have to have a family member fly in to watch the two-year-old, like, all that. So we knew, okay, we're going to be checking in at, like, 6 a.m. on Tuesday and, like, had the backpack ready to go, and it was... We checked ourselves like in. It's less stressful. It it's was less so much less stressful. Yeah. It was amazing. It's, so I know, okay all, yeah. all four okay of ours that. were natural. Just Surprise. It happened when it happened. Well, and I feel like even like our son was born at 10 o'clock in the morning. So like we had our like it started out as a regular day. I mean, you're still up every single two hours feeding and as once the child's born. But right. we you're were right. we it wasn't like we went into the hot. The water broke at 9 p.m. You're laboring until 1 a.m. and then the baby's born at three and you're like you're just up you know shit creek to begin with right (laughs) with that so it was more the baby was born we went to our room we were sort of like started the process of the breastfeeding and the you know taking care of the baby and the nurses and spending the night and everything and so we had to stay four nights was it four nights or three nights i think it was three nights four days um so my wife could heal because the the c-section twice as long as your ohio vacation there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what time you're going to be? Induced? No, not yet. I, I would the, day. the morning <laughs> to me to that point. Like I 100 percent agree. And from a staffing perspective, you if you begin in the morning, you have a new shift of nurses who are fresh, who you're the first person that they're dealing with completely fresh. Good night's sleep as opposed to being like at the tail end of the first shift and having a changeover <laughs> and like passing the buck like i want fresh people oh first thing emily's stressed right now dude you're stressing her out right? like, come on. Okay. first emily, thing in the morning the one comes emily, in with a cigarette like hey heading to the list emily, it is gonna be great no matter when oh. what time this is exactly i don't know if you That's heard the so first true. part of this show okay he was talking about all his vacation that he and his wife went away with okay. the baby and the and that. the point was my point that i was trying to tell him was Stop stressing about everything. It's better if it happens now. And if it doesn't happen, then you're going to think, oh, my God, it's not happening in the morning. And that guy, Ryan, told me it's better in the morning because the shit. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. So, yes, maybe morning is great. Just listen. Go in. Have the baby. If it happens at night, it happens at night. It's going to be great no matter what. You're going to be so ecstatic. It's it's amazing. I feel like, yeah, at at the end of the day, I won't really know the difference. But still, leading up to it, it's the anticipation. I'm kind of like, oh, shit. What else is on your mind? What are you? What else are you worried about? Okay, when when we get home, the, I'm gonna breastfeed, but I don't want to do it like you, I can pump and have the, my husband do a bottle. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about getting up at night? Because I'm afraid that the argument is, well, I have to work tomorrow. You don't. Can you do all the nighttime feedings? Mm-hmm. Which I think is sort of crap because I will be working the next day too, just not at an office. You know? Yeah. Like I'm on maternity leave, but I feel like. You're working, a with a, you're working with a baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, well, I... I, 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 when I my brother, um, when we had our... When we started having kids, my brother gave me some advice and he said, listen, enjoy the... T- when she's breastfeeding and that's all that she's doing, enjoy that time because once it shifts to a bottle, then you're on the clock and you're on the clock whenever she needs you to be on the clock. If there's a bottle, then you'll... So I remember with the first kid middle of the night she'd get up and I'd get up and I'd you know walk around the bed and pick up the baby and hand it mm-hmm. hand the baby to her and stuff because he had nothing else going on but when there's a, to Ryan's point when there's another kid in the house 
So when the second kid was around, when she came around, it was like, all right, well, I'm not going to get up because I'm going to have to be fresh in the morning. So, you know, you're going to shift that around. But yes, if you have, if you're to the point where you're using bottles and he can feed the baby, mm-hmm. then yes. Okay. And he, it, and, it and I think be. the other thing is I don't get, it never felt as programmed where you're like, I'm going to breastfeed. And then all of a sudden you like turn around and you pivot to the pump machine and you're, you got a stockpile of milk, right? Mm-hmm. Like it took my wife a while to get the, the milk in. And so we had to actually use some other formula and then till that got done and then it was breastfeeding. And then we finally got to the point where there was enough where we could pump and store some. And then I was on the night feeding, but like you think like, okay, this is how it's going to work. One, two, three. It doesn't like naturally, like, it's just it's different yeah to that you just got to kind of play the game and see how it goes i think what you find out is that you finish breastfeeding and then you're like okay now i'm gonna pump and bank that but you're like that's gonna take you another 25 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to pump a bottle's worth when you just want to go to sleep so you're like you get to a point in i don't know how far in where you're like okay now is when i have the bandwidth to like sacrifice sleep for pumping, but it's a, it's basically just my wife felt like she was a cow where she's like, I'm just, I go from breastfeeding to then pumping. And then by the time I finish pumping, it's time to breastfeed again. And it's a never ending vicious cycle. And it also depends on how much the baby's eating. Cause if you, if you breastfeed and then you pump, you're going to be like, well, all of a sudden the baby's, you know, wants to eat again. And you're like, well, I don't have any more because I fed and pumped. So then you know, your husband goes to give the baby the bottle and you're like, no, I pumped that bottle so I could go out to lunch with my friends later. That's my stowaway bottle. So then you start to be like, no, no. So it's eventually the baby's going to stop eating so much and you'll be able to stockpile some. But until that point, then it's going to be such experts. It sounds a little bit now mathematical. It is a hundred percent mathematical. And to that end, I would say the benefit to the bottle feed as opposed to the breastfeed is that you can actually measure the volume intake. Like, it, I became obsessed with like, okay, how many ounces do they need to be taking in? When you have a bottle, you can see there are three or four ounces in this bottle. Whereas with your breast, you're like, okay, they were on for 10 minutes on each nipple. How much did they take in? I have no idea. Like sometimes they're just, they're, I don't know what you call it, like sucking without taking it in. And it's, it's, they're not getting the nutrients they need and you never really know. Speaking it's of sucking, yeah. um, when did you start to have sex again? When did you want to and when was appropriate for your wife? Can I ask a follow-up? Oh, yes, Tori. Producer Tori. When did you, at what point of pregnancy do you start feeling weird having sex with your pregnant wife? Fellas? It's, it starts off, once she's showing, it starts off, you start, to, you get that thought of, oh, well, there's a kid in there. I can't be in there as well. I think it's hot. No, but then, I think it's but, totally hot. But then it becomes that. But in the beginning, you're like, well, the old, the old joke of oh, I don't want to like poke it in the head or anything. Right. So in the beginning, it's weird. But then you get past that, and you're, and then it does become kind of hot. It becomes hot, and I also feel like it. It's not where it. You're like, do you stop wanting to have sex? I think you always wanting to have sex. I mean, at least I did, and it was like more her being like, okay, like I can't even put my shoes on. <laughs> like the last thing I'm doing is taking my yeah. clothes off and having sex, even though you're like, well, honey, you look great. I love it. Oh, well, you know, you don't have to take all your clothes off. Trying to sell yeah. say anything to make her happy. It's that, just like her comfort level. It's less of like us being like, no, I don't want to have sex because she's pregnant. And that was the same with me. It's like she didn't feel great starting at a certain point where it's like, I'm not going to force the issue. Like she doesn't feel good and she does not want to have sex. So, and did you have any weird like things after the baby was born about having sex again like my kid came out of there and now i'm gonna like put this thing in there it all depends on where it does it does depend on where you were standing during the delivery that i think that alters the time for sure um yeah but i think by the time she's ready to have sex again i think you're past anything that any thoughts that you've had that made you hesitant so really it ends up being on her clock i think it's on our clock and we're dumb men and oh. we just want to have sex. And I mean, we don't really care when and what it looked like. We just want to have sex. So that's my answer. What about afterwards, though? Like, I feel like on the way up, you're, you're having you have a belly and you're sort of supposed to. So it's OK. But after I have the baby and I'm like deflating, I'm not going to feel hot or well, want you know, I don't, to. I don't. Th- but that's why we said it's completely on her 
timetable because I don't think you're gonna want to have sex for a, you know but you for a little while afterward. Like, you well, can't. I know you yeah, can't you for can't. a while, but yeah. I'm saying after that point, I'm not gonna be back in like tip top shape. Right. I, don't, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that. Oh, were so we? The kitchen's gonna be closed. Well, you're not supposed the to have kitchens closed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can always put the drapes up. <laughs> Listen, if, if having sex with was was based on when people are in tip top shape, the three of us would never have sex. Yeah. I mean, look at us. <laughs> Such a good point, Dimitri. That is pretty good. God, as a co-host, you're really crushing it. Thanks, buddy. It's just an honor to be here. <laughs> Anything else on your mind, Emily? Can I ask one more? I yeah. do. Okay. So I have my husband's turning 40 two months after I give birth. And he's like a big birthday guy. And I've sort of set the table. Are you sure your husband's not Ryan? <laughs> I know. Gifts I feel like his love language. <laughs> that is very true. We might need to I do like a test. I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I've sort of planted the seed like if you want to do something you have to let me know now because once the baby comes who knows yeah, you're not gonna be planning a boat cruise around the harbor he, with a newborn he wants to go to pebble beach and leave me with a two-month-old and i don't think that that's very cool He's, oh, wait, he, he, wants, wait. he wants to go have a guy's a weekend, guy's, a guy's weekend. <laughs> i think you might be all right with like get out of here and yeah. have your mom no. come down no well, i actually think he's got two, I, I, two bachelor parties leading up to that I don't know. I think well, at two months, you're two months old. You're going to be like, get out of here. Your mom's going to come <sighs> and you're just going to. My my yeah. question was, is his mindset going to shift? Because right now it's all about his birthday yeah. being the best birthday of his life. Yeah. So no. What do you mean? Oh, his mindset? I think Amy's wrong he's in that like, point. I think, yes, when he sees the baby and the whether yeah. a girl or boy, he's going to be so ecstatic. He's going to want to be with the baby and I, you. And I do I, remember yeah, going to work and then like texting my wife and being like, what's she doing now? Like Aww. the baby. Yeah. So he will be a little more attached. He'll still want his birthday. Oh. But I agree with Amy. I think you might be better off to be like, listen, go, the bachelor he's parties, you know what? This. Sorry, he's got to cut out some of the, maybe the bachelor parties. I can't weigh in on that because that seems a little too much. But if, if he wants to go have a 40th at Pebble Beach, I honestly think you'd be like, get the hell out of here. It's me and the baby. Maybe you have a relative come or a friend. I to go though. I can't. No, but then Why you you bank this go? for later. Could she yeah. go at two months? Did you hear Ryan's Could Ohio story? Could she go story? on a road trip at two months or go no? Go on a boat trip? A road, a road trip. Dude, no, what's you, you your don't, ears? Road trip. You, God, sorry, I, I've been blacking out most of the times you talk because it's so inane and ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> that's who's been leaving those comments. So, no, at two months, like... You you are in the zone where you you have at that point developed a system that yeah. okay the baby Ugh. eats x number of hours like you're feeding on a clock you're sleeping on a clock and getting them on the road to do all that yeah. is not enjoyable not no no you're trying to get on that clock and you're not even on that clock at two, no. after two months no you're in you don't even know what day it is you don't even know what's going but on. you don't want to go to Pebble Beach with, with uh, two months no Listen, you don't. No, honestly, and this is not us like doing your husband a solid. Send <laughs> you don't have to plan a fortieth. Send him away for the weekend. By the way, at two months, you don't want the kid around a bunch of other people on a road trip. Like no, you're, you're kind of trying to no insulate They're them like from the outside stuff, world. Right? Yeah, you're going to be at home. Your you're husband's so not going to Pebble Beach to have scones and sit around. No. So you're not going to bring a baby spa or something. But if I, I were like... if I were him, and I feel as if in many ways I am him, uh, <laughs> we're all kind of questioning the that. the. Weighing it out, going to Pebble Beach, like the guilt when I was there would be so crippling that it would not yes. be enjoyable. I would be there, yes, and and you have given me permission to be there, and I'd be like, just feeling horrible that you're at home alone with the baby, and maybe your mom flew in, but like, I would have to be. Ch I'd call you and tell you uh, it would just be miserable. Don't this is, don't so do it alone. It don't later. do it alone. Yeah, I mean best, that's a huge. Yeah, don't have, bring somebody else in for sure, but do this. It's a bankable moment. He's going to feel guilty. You're going to... I, I mean, this like is... That. His 40th birthday is going to be a great present for you. Welcome back to How Men Think. We are all against Ryan, and we have Christy <laughs> here to be against me as well. She is our resident dietitian. She is also a mother of two, and she's here to help, I'm told. Christy, Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We need your help. Okay. I'm here Ryan, to help. Ryan needs your help. Yeah. Great. And we, by the way, we did give you the, the hosting responsibilities. Oh, thank so you. Yeah. We're so not all against you. We, oh. Yeah. And also, we want to beat up against you. But because of that, maybe don't introduce the guest with such snark. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. I'll remember that. So, Christy, help. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I, I would say 
I have a lot of issues. Uh, I think maybe that's an understatement. But one of the things recently that I'm experiencing is like we have two kids uh, like you and the weekends for me. I go through the entire work week, busy week, busy week. The weekends are supposed to be, in my mind, the time to recharge and go into Monday feeling good. I am more exhausted by Sunday night than I am. Like it's There's no recharging whatsoever because it's full on all weekend long. And I don't know how to solve for that. So is it sports? That's no. We like have a two and a half year old and a four and a half month old. So okay. he's in the thick of it all. So you are in the thick of it. Basically, like my wife has been taking the t- the four and a half month old, and like at I'll feed our two and a half year old at seven in the morning. He gets up at six, mm-hmm. and I'll take him out to the park at like eight, and then I'm out till. 11.30 to get him home to get lunch ready for 11.45. I think you said it a couple episodes ago or a while ago. <clears throat> the best way you put it was, I bring the older kid to the park and I run him like a dog and all I think is, I can't wait till he passes out for a nap because then I'm going to get All I am doing, yes. I live my life looking at the clock saying, okay, how many hours till nap? Then it's nap. Then you're like, how long is he going to sleep for this nap? Okay. Uh-huh. Then he wakes up from that. How many hours until... We get through dinner and bath and then get to put him down. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you're not alone. I think every parent feels that exact same way. But here's what I would suggest. Do you, when he naps, what do you do? I try to get his dinner. Like I'm trying to get ahead of the curve to get his dinner ready so that when he's awake and he's wanting to do go scooter around the block and play t-ball in the front yard, like I don't have time to make his dinner. So I'm doing that, trying to help get bottles ready for with my wife for the four and a half month old, trying to like pick up all the toys that he left all around the house during the time that he was awake pre-nap. Like there is a laundry list of things. Trying to do laundry, Dude, by the way. When you have mm-hmm. a kid that still naps, you gotta you gotta nap because eventually that'll stop. Or, or just rest. Like Yes. So you're getting ahead, but then all you're doing is freeing up more time to do other stuff. I'll tell you. He, let me tell you what I... He what doesn't I, have to go around the block all the time. Throw him a toy in the living room and make a bottle. Here's what I do the most yes. of the time. I don't take a nap because my wife, I'm trying it's to give her... Up. I'm trying to give her some sanity and she will go to yoga. The one thing she gets to do all day on the weekend, on the Saturday and Sunday, is at one o'clock, go to yoga. She does it at one o'clock to help me because I've said, having both kids at the same time, I want to kill myself. I think I'm gonna have a panic attack. So when the two and a half year old goes down for his nap, I can just have the four and a half month old when she goes to yoga and I'll strap him to my chest and literally pace up and down my walkway outside because when he's crying, I don't want him to wake up the two and a half year old to screw my entire freaking day. Wow, wow. that's loaded. Um, I kind of agree. I mean, the bottom line is I hear what you're saying and I think it's awesome. What a great husband that you're trying to relieve your wife of, you know, give her a break. But you also need that for your sanity. You're, you're going to be a better dad and a way better husband. So somehow, some way, I mean, I can start way early and go to a meditation point, but there's something you have to be able to do for yourself to kind of decompress. Like you have to be able to, because that, what you just described, sounds like hell. And if that's your weekend every weekend, you're not going to be, you're going to fall apart. So Yeah, here's the challenge. It's one or the other. So it's like, okay, take a nap. Well, I want to also, so my wife will give me the same time she goes to yoga. Like she'll give me in the morning an hour to go work out and I'll, choose my time to work out which is also good for my sanity and i'd rather do that than take a nap so it's one or the other so Mm. it's a trade-off like what are you going to choose i'll choose to work out otherwise i'm going to be more miserable than if i don't take a nap do you take any deep breaths Mm. during the day (laughs) seriously i I know it sounds like i'm being sarcastic but to be honest you and i'm not being a dick you sound so wound Wired, up. Like take, take a deep breath, man. Like, yeah. You're you know like, you're like if I don't do this is? one thing, what I'm supposed to do with this whole thing is going to fall apart. Yeah. And it's not true. Agree. Christy, what were you asking? Box breathing. Do you know what Good box talk. breathing is? You should try this. That was, we did that during foreplay. That's how we got the two kids. <laughs> you, stick your, you stick your head <laughs> no, in no, a bag. No, no, no. <laughs> no you breathe in. My wife says I'm a great box breather. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Sorry. Okay. One, in. probably not true. Two, that's not what we're talking about. Okay, Breathe sorry. in for five. Yeah. 
hold for six and it's one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand and then you breathe out slowly for eight maybe not into the mic five six eight is that but you you have to find a way i agree with you you're you're just running completely on not enough energy that's for sure but it's just it's constant so i mean there's not a lot of solutions my biggest solution is going to be got to find a time to just decompress during the day like you are with the kids even if you have to set them down like the the parent guilt thing of giving them a toy and be like hey i'm gonna just be over here you don't have to interact with them all the time like even those little bouncy things do you have that for the four month old do you have any like uh, a little seat that he can just chill in for a bit yes okay but i was ridiculed for bringing that to our weekend trip away being told i brought all these unnecessary things but thank you for bringing that up that is the most important thing you could ever bring with you who ridiculed you your wife no, all of you morons told me that I brought too really? much in the car and that I didn't need any of these No, no, things. no, that you bring. Oh, we're talking about bringing two strollers and a pack and play and a backup and the pack stand and play. Up, and the standy thing that Christy is saying is uh, a necessary. I, let's, let's clarify. The standy thing that twirls around, that huge plastic thing, you don't need to bring that on your vacation. <laughs> it's if it's vacation. a little tiny bucket thing that you you move with your foot while you're, it's yeah, looking at we you have while that. you're looking Baby at the Bjorn. TV. That's yeah. perfect. Dude, you packed yeah. like your favorite china that you like to eat your lobster roll on. Like you went overboard. Oh my gosh, that's so do you funny. Do older guys have any questions? Older guys? You didn't have to do it like that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Amy, I, got, Amy, I got a question. Why did you refer to us as the older guys? Amy, why are we in the same graduating class? <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant people with older children. Rick, what is your question for Christy? I don't really have a question, but... But um, I do travel quite a bit for work. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I come home or a lot of times when I come home, it's really challenging for me to kind of then put myself back into the family, even with my wife, but also with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so she's been dealing, she's been doing stuff, but like I'll come home and I probably sound a lot like Ryan where I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, why, why is that? Why is that over there? Like, mm-hmm. what, you know, like why are the, why, is, why aren't the, not why isn't the laundry done because that sounds really bad but like why isn't the laundry done why is the house such a mess what why is the house doing? such a mess you've been, my you've, been, you've been dealing with my kids for the last eight days while i've been traveling right. you know like but it is something that's hard for me and so like re-entry is uh-huh. super hard and even with my kids it's like i'll come home and i was just on a trip recently and i came home and it literally was the first day and i was feeling good about the re-entry i'm like every, calm i was nice with everybody and then my son came home and it, he's 13 mm-hmm. and he was like all of a sudden i'm like hey you gotta you know you gotta clean up your room and you, it, it was like i started kind of bossing him around like what i mm. not bossing i'm just telling him to do stuff right like i would normally do oh was that and like he's literally like the first but, thing you said to him though when you no, seen him in a while? no okay. no is that not the definition I, of bossing or I, I, i'm confused <laughs> I gave him a, I gave him a hug and was like, "Hey, clean up your room." No, oh, perfect. no, but he was like, "Dad, every time you you're away, you come home and you think you own the place." Right. And I was kind of, and it and it hurt. By the way, you are kind of his boss too, and you do own the place. My so name is I was on like, the title. Don't be afraid to grasp that. I, I kind of own that. A it little did go bit. through my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's hard because I'm trying to balance it where. Yes, I'm, I'm also trying to pick up the slack of where my wife maybe left off, where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I'm coming in to try to help you now. His room's like a mess, and now I'll buckle down on it and get it done for you, and I'll start helping him, well, but he's got to do it. That's but good because... Totally there's, backfired. There's nothing worse than coming in and being like the kid's best friend after the wife kept it together for eight days or whatever. Totally. Because then she's like, then you come in and you're the, I'm you're the, the hero. one that... Yeah, exactly. And she's the disciplinarian. So it's no. good on you for, for trying to do that. Yeah. See, my thought was, and look, by any, by no means am I a, a, a parenting expert, so let's just get that clear. I'm going to have a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. But what I would say in that moment, because he's clearly telling you something, right, when he's like, Dad, what do you think you're doing? I don't know at what point it went from warming up, like, hey, how was the week? How did you, you know, like that kind of thing, into clean your room. But I would think that if there was some good – like communication, like let's sit down and I want to hear about that game or what happened in school, like really warming up right. to him and connecting first. Right. And then be like, hey, buddy, I just noticed I went, you know, Time instead of, yeah, 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 like a yeah. little bit softer versus kind of, I think he probably feels like you haven't even been here all week and now you're coming in and just telling me to clean my you're room. You're not my real dad. <laughs> well, well, no. And to, I mean, I don't know if exactly how it went down, <laughs> but I'm just sort saying of like, like okay. And the other thing is it, 
coming back from an international trip, like I didn't sleep the whole way home or we get whatever. It. You travel international. You're a big deal. No, no, nice. no, no, not at all. Not at all. But I'm exhausted yeah. as well. So it, it's hard to come in that is and tough. then like, I'm, you know, I'm, and then I come in and I, that, ha- that interaction happens but, and then I'm, I'm like asleep by nine o'clock. By the way, I don't think like, I just feel like kind of a deadbeat dad. But as long as you're not coming in and yelling at them, in my opinion, like just because you were gone for a couple of days doesn't mean you don't come back in the same role as to where you left. So there should be nothing wrong with telling your kids to clean up and say, just because you haven't been around. Like yeah. you were gone for a few days. If you're coming in screaming at them, that's a different story. No. And I wasn't. Here's the other thing, which is maybe a little bit layer deeper where I feel like my wife is giving during that time is like sure you guys want ice cream let's go get ice cream hmm. yeah, yeah sure yeah. you don't need to do homework you know and so like i'm coming in even with that layer of like anxiety or whatever you want to call yeah. it being She's like setting you and that's what i said back to him like well it's easy for you because your mom gives you everything when i'm gone Ooh. you know and so then it's Yikes. like boom that's where's <laughs> wait did that just come out no, just <laughs> Ryan, you're off the hook, dude. Wow, that's See? that's more of a this is more of a marriage type of uh, keep going, Rick. Problem because that would be <laughs> that a, is a marriage that would, problem. That would be a a real big issue. Have you two talked about that? Like they don't speak. You oh. mean <laughs> this year in 2020? <laughs> she or said, since, or she since said, I've gone back from my trip, <laughs> she said let's talk yeah. about it over ice cream. And Rick was like, oh, no, we haven't quite talked about it yet. Yeah, because no, that no. is really difficult. If if it's there hard. is that. You know, where she's kind of doing everything and catering and not really yeah. setting down some boundaries and rules. And then you're coming in and trying to set some when you haven't been home that that's going to make it, it really yeah, difficult for totally. you for sure. Cool. But I mean, I don't know. Do you when you come back, though, in terms of just that connection and when you're gone, do you FaceTime with the kids? Like what's the interaction while you're away? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I do FaceTime with them. I did call them a lot more than I normally did on this particular trip mm-hmm. um, just for I don't I think I was a little bit gone longer than I normally am. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was communicating a lot more and, and checking in a lot more. And, and that was good. Good. And those um, conversations go well. They're they like, were great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So was it just this one time that he's like, dad, you think you come in? Or is this kind of a pattern where you come back from a trip and it is sort of this like. I thought you weren't an expert. Dad. I mean, no. I'm kind of getting into it <laughs> I'm now. Just I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> She's, no. a, She's no. a surgeon. <laughs> it's, it's a pattern, but it's also, I think, like a, my behavior pattern where I'm coming in, I'm tired, I'm exhausted from the trip, the travel things mm-hmm. aren't i'm super overly anal and so things aren't totally exactly mm-hmm. how i like it and so then i'm like uh, i start getting stressed and well that might be something you and then i'm taking it out on might have whoever. to let go of though that's the other part too of like you come in and everything's not like then you're already you're exhausted and you're annoyed by the fact that things aren't the way you left it totally that kind of stuff might just have to by the way, right. we kind of felt that it. today. We kind of felt that way. Like you came in, like you owned this place, and that's why we're like, you know what? Give the lead mic to Ryan because <laughs> Rick's acting like he owns the place and doesn't like where everything is. And yeah, some of the small uh, stuff you just gotta let go. I gotta let go. You know what I mean? I know. I know. But you sound like it's a great dad. Dad, honestly, oh, well, you. you really do. Not a great husband, but a great dad. Yeah, the marriage could use yeah. some work, but the parenting. Yeah. The good news is his <laughs> wife is a big fan of the just, podcast, and I'm she'll listen joking. to this all, and she'll yeah. she'll be so Wait, appreciative so that you. Speaking of that, speaking of that, you've already had the conversation. Before we go, <laughs> before we go, yeah, I need you all to do something. We need you three to go home and talk to your wives because they are going to host the show. <gasps> no way, that's um, such a great idea. My wife left me. <laughs> <laughs> I've already talked to Rick's wife. She's in. Can you guys ask your wives? Because we are going for Mother's Day, mm-hmm. which is coming up soon. We would like them to take over. So can you get back to us on that? Sure. I'll see what I can I'll do. I'll text her right now. Oh, she said no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Mother's Day episode or it's on Mother's Day? Because I have a separate thing about Mother's Day. Like, is that really a holiday for uh, her? C- or hey, for control like freak. Okay, Don't. Hey, you're not our a boss. holiday for her for what? <laughs> like... For fathers, do you want to be with your family, or it's oh, do you that. want to be by yourself? Like, do you want? Ooh, that's a like, great question. Like for Father's Day, do you want to be sent away for to Father's enjoy Day? Your like, day? oh, it's Father's Day. I'm going to go play golf with all my buddies and get hammered. Yeah, no, that's. Why uh, can't it be yeah. half and half? I think I would get want with for the kids? me. I don't think that's yeah, exactly. No, I would want to do something with the family, like do brunch, have like a nice brunch or something like that, and then I want you to send me to a spa for the next couple of hours. So I would, I would prefer to do both. That's really good. Married people, the people in the world that really don't care to spend time with their significant other, 
Like, wouldn't you want to maybe just have a babysitter for the kids and then you go out with just your husband? No. Oh, yeah, no. See, married people don't like to spend sp- time together. We spend enough, lo- enough I like time to together. spend time with my family. Like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, I'd rather be with the kids and Kurt versus just me and Kurt. I don't know. Don't get us started that- on Kurt. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you should have a podcast just with We him. will t- continue all these <laughs> topics, but next week is sex. So everybody... Ooh. Everybody go home and have sex. We got to talk about it. Sounds like my marriage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, Rick, Ryan, go home and have sex so we can talk about it next week. Be ready, guys, because next week is juicy. Wait, Ryan, can you do the sign off since Brooks isn't here? Yeah, I'm trying to harness my inner Brooks. Uh, This has been a great episode. Thank you. And remember to care for one another, love one another, touch one another. That's not it. And by the way, you hold on one quick, real quick. We missed something, Christy. How yes. can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? And, and uh, she's not great at that. <laughs> she's not. She's no, not but Brooks great. always says that, so I was just she trying does. to. Oh, and she, so, and she's really so bad nice. About that. Thanks for thinking of me, by the way. That's very kind. Do you, of you. have an Instagram? Yet? He rolled his eyes I mean, after he asked the question. It's just not yeah. an Instagram. Business Instagram. Let's wrap it up. She's 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 old. I she's would say camsportsnutrition.com. Too complicated. All right, that's it. See you next week. We'll see you next week. Tell all your friends to download this episode. We want more listens than any of the ones that Brooks has hosted. Okay? Tell your friends. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, and resubscribe. Okay? We need Brooks out. Goodbye, everybody.